this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. Right, guys, this is uh, the Developing a Personal Brand in Retail Real Estate Clubhouse Room, uh, part of the CRE Club. Um, we're here every Wednesday kind of just talking about what it takes to build a personal brand, answer your questions, um, just, you know, talk all things digital media, and it is recorded. So uh, we do use this content um, on the Saber uh, podcast. And um, if you don't want to have your voice heard or you don't want to mention anything, then um, just keep that in mind. Yes, the Saber Audio Experience. It, That's uh, it. Find podcasts in addition to the National Restaurant Podcast by yours. Yeah, well, I was yeah, really <laughs> that that by by the one and only Kyle and Sarah. Yeah, we. I mean, that podcast has been. I mean, you were talking about it in a room before, but I would highly suggest anybody start a podcast. I mean, I it's just a way to have a conversation. I mean, it's been, it's been tremendous, but it's also, it is a lot of work. I mean, you did say it, that. I'm glad you said that. It's beyond, so it's beyond having a conversation. It's, it's literally the secret to getting connected to important people. It's the secret. Yeah. Yep. You know, which is interesting because, you know, I don't, I, it's funny. Like I, I do a lot of audio stuff, but I don't have a podcast, like a, formal podcast actually Carrie Bob and I are starting a podcast and mm-hmm. just on top of everything else that's going on uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a challenge to record the first episode but we're excited about that and then that will be you know for me dude it's like I do my stuff typically on Zoom or Clubhouse and then just convert it to audio and throw it up yeah. as well. Yeah, and now what's actually what's actually interesting, and, and I was actually going to say that is, if you don't have to have some big crazy setup to do to do a podcast, even if you just inter- you cut out, bro. gotcha. Sorry there. Um, even if you rec- I know guys who started recording their podcast on the audio app on their iPhone, and then just uploaded the files to, to the, the podcasting platform, which are so. Easy. I think that that's a, a, a kind of something we should we should uh, we should talk more about because you know so many people think that like they just don't start because it, it seems so daunting, like yeah. it's so challenging to actually you know produce a podcast and line up the guests and. You know, when you realize that you can do whatever the hell you want and there's no right or wrong way to do it, mm-hmm. so much easier to just get started. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is getting a guest is tricky. But if I look back on my podcast, I started with my friends. I just started with people who I knew owned restaurants. You know, some of them still owe me an appearance. But, you know, it's it was I didn't know what I was doing. You know, and I don't have questions figured out. I don't have anything like that. I just kind of do a little research on who they are and get going. But, you know, it's it's giving the people a platform to speak. And that's that's really what they want to do. They, they love their business. They want to talk about their business. And it's it kind of just starts to flow organically, which is cool. I couldn't agree more. When did you decide that you were going to start developing a personal brand? Um, pers- I, it took me way too long. I mean, it was probably 2012 and somebody handed me a copy of whenever that came out of uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Yeah. And, and I just I'm not a reader. I'll read if I have to like read for information, but I'm not like a joy reader. 
And yeah, then I just was is is a, is a while ago, man. Like, what do you mean? Wait, wait, what? What's a while ago? 2012. Yeah, and I didn't do anything with it. Probably, I mean, the restaurants. You know, I, I probably started getting a little bit like fell accidentally into a personal brand with the with the two restaurants that I had, and was kind of like cross promoting the two. Um, I there was no, I didn't have any details like there are now about how to how to do that but uh that was the plan it was all gary v and i just he pounded into my head for like four or five years before i actually started going into it so i guess it was probably 2018 17 18 that i got serious about it yeah yeah i know you were before that uh yes i i mean i the the best story ever is that you know once you decided that you were gonna do that and you started looking for other people in the retail real estate space that we're doing yeah. to link up with, it was like, you found how many people? Uh, three. Who were um, they? Well, well, actually it was really two. It was uh, you and Beth Azor. And then I kind of, I was never really into LinkedIn, yep. but Barry Wolf was super active. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? You know, it worked that way. Like the, he's commenting on everything. And then I'm like, you know, and I talked to Barry like twice a month. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a result of Beth, you know, yep. so, like Beth is responsible for like probably two handfuls of the, of the most recognizable commercial real estate, you know, personal brands Beth is responsible for, for sure. Well, and it's Beth fun. is directly responsible for for me being where I am right now. I mean, we could talk about that if you want. But yeah, we can talk about you want, man. Nothing's off. <laughs> I know that. I had gone to. I guess it was maybe two years ago or three years ago. I had gone to uh, the ICSC in New York, and Beth being Beth, I had reached out to her. You know, I think she was actually saying like, "Hey, social media is a great way to get people to." to connect with ICSC, you know, I, the website actually has, I don't know if you guys know this and I don't know if it's still relevant. I personally don't think it's relevant and Beth just joined, which is awesome. Beth just, uh, just joined. It just bounced. Oh, she's like, oh, this is cool. Up psych. I already know these guys. Um, she, she was like, uh, <laughs> on the ICSC website was all the contacts. Like everyone, if you register on there and you put your email address on there, not everybody, but a lot of people. And, um, there she is. And I met Beth there. And we talked for like three minutes and she was like, do you know Jay Siano? I was like, uh, I do. And at that point I had seen some content stuff. She's like, let me go see if he's there. Um, maybe we can meet him at his booth, whatever. And you weren't. And then I guess we connected via text somehow or DM. And then here, here we are. When, when was that? I think 2018. ICSC 2018 or 19. 2018. Yeah, maybe nineteen, maybe nineteen. It's um, well, Beth. Obviously, if you're if you're if you're available, as I'm getting a phone call, if you're available, jump up here with us. Um, we're we're talking about how you're the glue to. I'm getting another phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, we <laughs> we're talking about how uh, how you've played a role in in so many uh, personal brands, the development of personal brands in the retail real estate space and uh, how you're responsible for Kyle and I meeting and in turn responsible for this room. So 
Um, I'm not responsible for your two brands. You guys had brands. Good morning, everybody. Jason, you obviously had a huge brand. And I knew Kyle from his brand on Instagram. I, when, when Kyle sat down with me at the New York ICSC, and I'm pretty sure it was 18, I said, who are you with? I had zero idea <laughs> with, you know, a large company, zero. I said, and I, and, and right Kyle, the first five minutes, I said, that's the problem that I didn't know. Yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah. No, Beth, it's, it's, uh, I was saying that what's interesting, you jumped in right when Kyle was saying, you know, when I, when I started to look for, you know, who else I could, uh, you know, reach out to in retail real estate that had a personal brand and had, uh, a presence, you know, online, et cetera, et cetera. He said, I found two people. I found you and Beth Azor. And, I, and, and, you know, it's funny because I, I then, and then he said, Barry Wolf. And I said, yeah, well, Beth is directly responsible for a lot of folks, personal brands, the early adopters, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I was, uh, I was just giving you the much deserved kudos for really pioneering uh, a lot of, you know, what's going on today, uh, all the way, you know, fast forward all the way to a few months ago with Clubhouse. You know, you were the the first person that uh, was shouting with a megaphone from the, the, the top of the mountain, you know, how we should all have this new platform. And, you know, you're always, uh, always on it and, and innovating. So we, 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 we love and respect you dearly. I love, I love you guys too. Mm. I, I tell you the, the Barry Wolf thing came about. Everyone should do this. So I, um, I, in any new venture, whether it's clubhouse, which when it first started and I sent out that if like an email to what eight of us and I said, okay, you guys got to check this out and then we need to talk about it. Like, how can we, how can we utilize it? And, and why said to you guys, I'm going to try it for 30 days and see, I'm going to go all in for 30 days and see. So let's all do that. And then we'll, we'll see. And boy, did we see, but, um, what I did with, and I recommend this in any time you try something new. And in this case, social media set, I think it was six years ago, I invited Barry and four other guys, guys, I, I looked around and I said, who's doing something on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn in South Florida. I want to start having quarterly meetings we're going to have a little mastermind group and we'll make each other better because I was just dipping my toe into social media. I, I followed Gary Vaynerchuk, Jason, as you know, but I wanted, I wanted a group of people local that we could meet with regularly and learn from each other. So I saw Gabe Gonzalez was doing something, Mike Mogerman. He was all over Facebook with his kid's allergy thing and he was dabbling in commercial really lightly. And then Adam Lipkin was walking the beach and talking in the phone with his earbuds. I'm like, take those earbuds out. You look stupid. I, you know, I was joking. But, <laughs> and, and so I invited the three of them. And then I said, who's got material that should be on, on LinkedIn and isn't? And I invited Barry. And I, just said, I sent them an email. I said, please join me for lunch at Capitol Grill. And um, I want to talk to you guys about something. They had zero idea. And we had lunch and I said, I want to have a little social media mastermind group. I want to meet quarterly in person for two or three hours. Like this is a commitment and we're going to talk about, and Jason, you've been to one of our meetings, right? So I said, I want to know what worked for you in the last quarter, what didn't work for you in the last quarter 
And what are you going to try new this quarter? I keep the notes. I'm the female secretary of the group. And when we come back the next quarter, I go, okay, did you try the thing that you were going to try? And we, and we have a Facebook group that we, you know, kind of throw things. If, if someone learns about a new app, they go put it in the face. It's private Facebook group with the, with the like the, uh, the few of us that are in it. And then we have people, we have guests like Jason comes to town. We have our meeting. We try to work our meetings around Jay coming to town if we can. And, and now we've been doing it virtually, but everybody in their own small markets or I mean, South Florida is not a small market, but everyone in their own market should have, look around who, and you guys are doing with like, so you've kind of taken my idea and then done the whole digital army thing, but it's also good to do stuff in your, in your local market and have an expert in, in different platforms to try, kind of share Like Adam Lipkin is the guy who at our last, we had our first in-person meeting was it in person or was it? Oh no, it was it was a virtual meeting. Our last one, last quarter, in December on December like 29th, he's the one that said, "Hey, I got on Clubhouse. You guys should check it out." And then and then and Adam said, "Beth, I'll invite you." And then on December 30th, he invited me. I got on. So I just really believe I, I love what you're doing with Digital Army. And everyone might want to consider doing something in their own home markets with just four or five people or, or do it, do that with anything new, you know, anything new. The, before, when we first started with Clubhouse, we were talking to each other all the time. How are you using it? What should we do? Should we do a club? Should we do a meet? You know, so it's good to have small groups chit chat about stuff and share and learn because that's how you can leverage the education quicker and then make impact or get an ROI or not quicker. We might've woken up day in 30 days and said, okay, this isn't for us. Yeah. That happened, but. You know. Yeah. The, the, the interesting part is Beth that, you know, you and I first crossed crossed paths at agent 2021 with Gary Vaynerchuk. So that was like, that was the first time that, because I was pretty convinced that there was really nobody specifically in retail real estate at that event. And that was, that was the first stage in 2021. So was, was that 2017? That was, I think 2016. I don't know, but yeah, you, I asked a question and I, right. I asked a question and I said, I'm in retail, I'm in shopping centers and you were in the audience and then you, emailed me and said, Hey, we need to talk. And then I said, Oh, I'm coming to New York. And then we had a four hour dinner, right? We closed down the restaurant. That was fun. That was fun. And then, you know, that, but that's, that's what's so interesting because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that our curiosity, Beth, is what connected us so early on because, you know, even like Gary's intention for uh, Agent 2021, which serviced the insurance, automotive, and real estate industries, was definitely more geared towards residential because commercial is like an afterthought in the digital world. And I will tell you, and then I've got to jump on a, t- a 1030 call that I have to prep for, but no um, I just saw everyone pinging me and I said, oh, what's going on? Everyone's pinging me. So I jumped in, but I will tell you, <laughs> I just, I just um, left. I just attended the 10x Growth Conference for four oh, days, cool. and the only two commercial real estate people in the room were myself and Rod Santamassimo. Yeah, uh, 
2,200 lot people live in live were there. Um, actually, Liliana from Miami, she was there. But let's let's say there were people there that I don't know in commercial. It was certainly in retail, there were three of us. And I said to Rod, this is so funny. This is how it was at the first age in 2021, where it was me and Jay Ciano. So, um, and, and I just looked, and there were hundreds of residential, yeah, like, cool. especially oh, yeah, EXP. So, so, um, yeah, so I, I love you guys. I love you guys. I love this topic. I wish I could stay. I got to run, but mwah, 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 love you guys. And we'll thank, thank you. Beth. Can I, can I just do a plug on something? Yeah, please? of course. Yeah. Floor is yours. Okay, Friday afternoon, 12 to 5, the first annual real estate summit for women. If you guys ever wanted to invest, we do have a guy that's attending, and you guys can come too, but it's really geared to women. Growing your wealth legacy for your families by investing in real estate. I have six phenomenal women. One young woman, Jessica Malcolmson, who just bought her first shopping center last year, to my girlfriend from Wichita, Kansas, who bought 34 townhomes to my friend I met on Clubhouse, Tracy Prigmore, who bought two hotels, to my, my client, Karen Hutton, who owns 200 shopping centers, and her dad was the first Walmart developer. But it's women who all started with one deal, hotels, restaurants, um, shopping centers, land. Deb Ramey owns 30 pieces of land, and then some resi. So 12 to 5, link in my bio, uh, would love for women. It's 99 bucks. And if you bring a mother, a sister, or a daughter, they come for free. We need to get women expand investing in real estate. So I know uh, some of you guys, I see you in the room, are going are coming, and I'll see you there. I'm so excited. It's going to be off the charts, this event. I love it, Beth. And, uh, and you're awesome. always doing so much for the industry and so much for women and uh, you know, we're, we're very like minded and, uh, um, um, we have some new rock stars, uh, new rock star women that just joined Saber. So we're very excited. All right. Love you guys. Got to run. Love you, Bye. Bye, Thank you. So, so guys, it's just to kind of pick up, pick up from where Beth just left off. So it's funny. I'm on, I'm on, uh, Saber real estate's YouTube right now. Cause I'm trying to figure out what year that <laughs> that Beth and I met at aging 2021. And I think that, uh, it's episode, this is, this is pretty cool about, you know, having every week of your life documented on video and, and, and out in the, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it says here three years ago, I think it, I think it was, there's, there's an episode titled agent 2021, which is between, episodes 53 and 54 of real saber at the time. And, uh, and it's pretty cool. Cause from there, you know, as Beth mentioned, she invited me. I, I spent a lot of time in Florida. You know, I, I, I spend most of my life. I'm actually heading to Florida for three weeks on Saturday. So I go back and forth quite a bit. And, uh, she invited me to one of the lunches she was just referring to with the Barry Wolf, the Michael Mogerman, the, uh, Gabe Gonzalez, you know, all the people that we know and love uh, many years ago, right after that age in 2021. And to watch everybody, you know, grow the way that they have since has been absolutely amazing. And then when Beth was just referring to uh, her and I met in New York City episode 
uh, it's probably somewhere, I, I don't know, episode like, well, episode 60, she gives me a signed Crushing It book signed by Gary V. And I raffle off that book in episode 60. And then in episode 63, we jump on a call with Gary and, uh, and, and have some discussions with him, uh, which are all, all cool content that you guys would get a lot out of to understand, you know, how much, uh, how much of an impact Beth has made on, uh, on, on what I'm doing, Saber's doing, Kyle's doing, Digital Army's doing, you know, I was doing it before I met Beth, but obviously when we came together and, and, uh, joined forces on some level, it was, you know, we both took everything to a different level. It's, you know what I, I think it's worth talking about is like the big why is like why like what is the hesitation are we just such a small like I know the, the big like we talk about all the time like people don't want to like look at themselves on camera they don't like the sound of their voice they don't feel like they have anything to say blah 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 but like what's the big why because it seems like are we just such a small population so it's magnified that that percentage of people don't feel comfortable doing social media and like Resi is just like, you know, everybody knows 50 residential real estate agents. Like, is that what it is? Or is there something else at play here? Uh, listen, the only way I can answer that is when I look back at these early videos from four plus years ago, it's, you know, I, I barely recognize myself because I mean, it's, it's not that drastic, but on some levels it is when you're looking at yourself, right? So mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I mean, I can understand, look, everybody has insecurities and mm -hmm. people, uh, some, some more than others. Like I love making fun of myself and that's mm -hmm. not insecurity. I just genuinely get a kick about how I look or act, you know, and, and, but it's so exciting for me to be able to like measure my own growth as a result of going back to these videos. Um, so I don't get it because this tool has enabled me to grow so much beyond my career. Um, yeah. you, if you kind of like look at the, you know, last four plus years on video, you could see how I've changed and fitness and wellness has been a major part of that. Uh, and when you're on video so frequently, it almost happens organically. So I, I it's an amazing accountability tool and you also start to, you know, really become, friendly with super high functioning, high, you know, just optimized individuals. And uh, it's, it's worked wonders for me in my, in my personal life beyond business. I think, yeah, I mean, I, it is, it is kind of like that X factor where it's, you know, you don't like, you have to be only a certain amount of people will feel comfortable, you know, creating as much, right? Like, and I just, I'm curious, like, how do you position yourself if you don't, right? Because, yeah. like, if you talk to all these owners, well, here's the, company, the thing. Right? Here's, here's the commonality between you and I. It's, we're not, I don't think deep down inside, we're not real estate people. Like, we chose real estate and we really love real estate, but we're creative. Like, we are, right. you know, I, I know you are and I know that you you know, you're, you're, you're somebody in the restaurant space that, you know, which is typically like more creative, obviously than real estate. Right. So like at your core, 
it's like you're not just your typical real estate person. And and same with me, you know, like if if I didn't convince myself that, you know, I couldn't make a lot of money as a DJ many years ago, I mean, I might not ever have gotten <clears throat> real estate, right? right? Yeah. I think that's I mean, the difference we're coming at it from a different angle which is also why you know it's so fluid for us because we're not trying to be something we're not we're just being ourselves and we happen to be in real estate really good at it and and not trying to act like we're supposed to be like everybody else yeah you know i, I think the problem that our industry has is it's so audacious like we show space right like for the most part you know i do tenor rep stuff so I realize I'm, you know, I'm not looking at some more of the nitty gritty stuff that some of you guys who, who are in like multifamily or, you know, um, you know, investment sales, that kind of stuff. But um, we show space and we've always been taught like in sales and everything to, to kind of like connect with your client, you know, put yourself in their shoes and, and you know, try to, you know, service their needs um, as best as possible. Right. So if, if you can do that, and by being yourself and putting content out there, I just think it's like a calling card to like say, hey, that's the guy or that's the girl who she's all over. She knows all this stuff. I've seen her videos everywhere. I've seen her articles everywhere. And I think, you know, for me, definitely what you said is true. Like I have to create every day. I have to. I mean, and I don't know how I would fill my day. Otherwise, I'm just grateful that it's like, you know, it, it's something that I do for a living. You know, so it's 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 a bulk of my time, but it's it's marketing, and I think that's super important for for brokers, especially now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I I really enjoy content creation. You know, I it, it's it allows me. Look, I, I think that I do very creative things in in the real estate space, and then you know, obviously the other businesses that I have that are not real estate, you know, that are digital marketing companies. Um, so it enables me to kind of, I always said, scratch that itch, right? Like mm. I can't go through a day without like, by the way, like the, nobody would realize, but I documented like all of college. Like I was the guy in college walking around with like a big ass camcorder with, uh, a, you know, a VHS tape in it recording our point. <laughs> and hanging out and da, da, da. So this is so natural to me. Like I've always been into photography and, 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 and video and, and, you know, it just, it, it's such an interesting, the fact that you can capture moments and like keep them forever is just yeah amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what struck me actually this, you know, well, we were, we unfortunately had about a COVID run through our house here. So we were extra, we were kind of back on that quarantine vibe for two weeks and we were watching Netflix and the two documentaries that are out, I don't know the name, but I got to look the one up, but the Biggie documentary was one yeah. and they, that guy did the same thing. He documented everything because Biggie has fascinates me because he was, you know, not, not the guy, right? Like he was not the, he did his flow didn't match what other people were, other other artists were doing at the time. And he was overweight, right? Like he wasn't attractive to look at. And he created this iconic brand to the fact where like, I have a biggie sticker on my dining room wall. Like it, it's, he's still relevant today. And, and they document the whole thing. Wearing a biggie t-shirt right now. Yeah. 
So, no, it's, it's so true, but it's also, you know, look, I mean, there's so many, there's so many things that come together, you know, in timing, as we all know, is everything, right? Like if, if it was a different moment in time, you know, Biggie would not be the greatest rapper of all time because he wouldn't have met Puffy. And, right. you know, the sun, moon and stars wouldn't have aligned the way that they did. Um, and also, you know, you watch the documentary, right? So uh-huh. he was able to marry a lot of different styles of music. And nobody really understood that, like, he had that Jamaican heritage and exposure. Yep. And then that jazz exposure that allowed him to spit a certain way, which was super unique based on hip hop style back then. But yeah, and I did a post about this the other day. I think what he did was he leaned into it. He didn't say like, oh, you know what? I'm different. He had somebody who said, you know, man, you should lean into that. People were saying, no, you're you're actually onto something here. And Mm -hmm. he kind of like, you know, I don't know if I should do it. Maybe I should just keep, you know, selling crack, (laughs) you know, but like. I think that was an interesting parallel, and and to another extent, I, it's it's a little bit more of, a, of an upsetting documentary. But the Punky Brewster documentary—I don't know if you've seen that. She documented everything, everything. Everything what? Everything in her career, like as a child, she's got like this whole library of things. Some of it's you know tough to like conversate about, but yeah. it's you know it's that creating that content piece, and and I just thought it was very interesting how these these two sort of cultural icons from our childhood how it had you know had different but similar paths and then they were creating content back then. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of people can relate to that. It's, it's interesting because the, well, the music thing is, is, you know, something that I'm super passionate about being a, a, a retired DJ. Um, but it's yeah, because obviously like back when I used to DJ, you know, I would, I would mash up quite like DJ AM was always somebody that I looked up to and, you know, just early, oh, like, yeah eshing up different styles and uh because my 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 tastes in music are all over the place um but the what i think you said about how you know leaning into like your what your superpower is what i talk about all the time right and and and, you know that's what enables me to build companies and build teams the way that i do because i understand i understand people and i understand really well what people are good at and what people are not good at. And I'm able to match them up in a certain way that enables them to lean into what they're good at. Because the reality is if you're good at something, chances are you enjoy doing it. If you're not good at something, you typically don't enjoy doing and you hate it. Some people will tell you that if you're not good at something, you should lean into that to get better at it. I disagree uh-huh. completely. I think you need to focus on what you're good at, what you enjoy, and surround yourselves with people that are good at the shit that you suck at or you don't enjoy. I mean, I think what people need to realize too, and, and I think we've touched on it a little bit here, is you know it's never also been easier to get help with almost anything, with apps like Fiverr and that that are very affordable. You know, it's helped me out with my podcast. It's helped me out with a couple other different things. And, you know, if you can, if you are strong on video, but you are horrible at like, I don't know, writing the script or whatever the case may be, there are people that can help you. You know, if you're bad at editing, you have no clue how to edit, 
25 bucks, somebody will edit your three minute video down to one minute for Instagram on Fiverr. Like there's so many tools and so many options. You just got to dig into it and, and focus. Yeah. Like on your strength and, and let everybody else take care of the rest to, to the extent that you can. For sure. All right. Well, listen, we've jammed for 30 minutes here. Damn. And, we need to remind uh, people. It, it's, it's, you know, our slow flows are remarkable. <laughs> so uh, peace to Mateo. Oh God. Um, guys, raise your hands uh, so you could speak to Kyle and Sarah, the digital genius on stage here. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, oh, I just man. told her on the digital genius thing. I know. Now I'm, now I'm going to. You better show up. come through. Casey, show what's up. happening? Welcome to the stage. Hi, Jason. Hey, Hi, Kyle. Glad I was able to join this morning. Thank you for um, joining us. Jason, I love what you said about how we are, I guess, more content creators who happen to do real estate. And you said something that was like that we're not trying to be somebody that we're not. When I first got on social, my company came to me and said that I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't by being online. Uh, oh, God, uh, I hate that, even hearing that. It, this is this is the entire reason that we're up here and why yeah. by the way, just so you're aware, this is so important to me that I've gotten like five phone calls from my wife during this discussion. And uh and I just can't stop because I, I need to help. <laughs> so uh <laughs> this is something that is so passionate, Casey, that that drives me absolutely nuts. Um, you know, Kyle and I were both at very large companies, uh, prior to Sabre and, you know, we felt like we were, we were, you know, showing up and had to act like a different person than ourselves in order to kind of get by. And that's, what's wrong with the commercial real estate industry. And, you know, it's terrible. I mean, Casey, give us a little bit more detail on what it was that you were doing and the, the feedback that you were getting? Oh, it was just being active online, how I should be driving the market instead of posting on Twitter, um, things, things like that. And just really being online. I think for three years, I got like backlash from my company. And finally, after three years, they finally gave up on me because I had to keep telling myself that I wasn't doing anything wrong by posting online, posting about commercial real estate, yet they still didn't want me to be on there. And I think another thing was that I was connecting with these very successful brokers and seasoned veterans in commercial real estate. And I was posting when I was first starting out, and I don't think they liked me having those connections. Um, and when I first became a broker with my company, they told me that I wasn't ready to network in my market. Um, so that's when I went online to network outside of my market and started I mean, connecting. Very Casey, successful this, people. this is like, this is what I live for. Oh God. This, I'm like, crazy everything wrong with our industry. I, I cannot believe that seasoned professionals keep the younger people down intentionally and set them, try to make it more difficult for them to succeed in an already extremely difficult industry. It's what chaps my ass. It's the reason Sabre exists. It's the reason the digital army exists. It's the reason that we do what we do because 
it's wrong. I had a very long conversation with Doug Jerem, who's not on here, I don't think, yesterday, about the fact that our team members need to be compensated based on what they bring to the table, not based on their experience. I don't give a shit if somebody's in the business six months. They deserve 50%, 60%, 75% of a deal if that's what they're bringing to the table and they show up and work their tail off to make that deal. I it's It drives me nuts. And it's absolutely why the industry as a whole is going, is on its knees. Because you know what? There is no reason for anybody to continue giving 40, 50% of their paycheck to a big company, especially when they're working from home, that tells them that they can't develop a personal brand and use social media because they might get faster and further than they did at their stage of that of the career, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God, I'm gonna shut up for a second. Kyle, yeah, yeah it's, 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 I mean, I, my experience was similar. I was told to basically shut up. You know, you, can, you can't write, you can't put this stuff out there. And who, who do you think you are reaching out to, to these people to talk about these things, et cetera, et cetera. They, it, it is, um, it's a short-sighted view by big companies. Right, they're gonna they're gonna kind of protect, and then to a certain extent, I get it. They can't turn that wheel, right? It's like turning a uh, you know a motorboat as opposed to turning you know a huge cruise ship. That, or they they can't do it as fast, and that could be potentially harmful to their business. But that's their weakness, I think, and I think that's why uh, folks like people uh, up in this room um, in the digital army are are seeing that as an advantage and doing like we said previously, leaning into their strengths because it's a threat. And the fact that, you know, I think Gary Vaynerchuk actually had a conversation one time on a podcast with some attorneys and they, the woman was like, she kind of, it was like stood up and said, I, I've got 40 years experience. Who does this kid, he's getting more deals in my market, et cetera, et cetera, because he was out communicating her and he's putting value out. And that's what's happening in commercial real estate right now. And it's, you know, I don't think, you know, they're, they're shaking in the ivory towers, but for sure there are people that are down in the dirt with us. Um, from those companies who, who see it as a threat. Yeah, the, the biggest thing, like I asked Gary Chuck and Ryan Surhan like three years ago on video at Agent 2021. You know, I, at the time I was vlogging for a year. It's it's like, I don't know, episode 50, like five, six, something like that. You'll, you'll see it. But go back and watch that video. Everybody on that's in this room right now, look at my Clubhouse profile, please. And go back and watch any of the videos with me from three years ago with Gary Vaynerchuk or Ryan Sarhan talking, asking Gary, how do I get the people at my company? By the way, I own Sabre. I created Sabre. And I had a bunch of more traditional people at the company three plus years ago. And it confused me why none of them wanted to adopt social media and technology. Not none of them, but but not not everyone. And I was the one putting myself out there to, to allow other people to leverage what I was doing so they didn't have to be the ones getting ridiculed for it by the tired, washed up people in the commercial real estate industry. You know, I was the person putting myself out there and, and the one getting the negative feedback at the time. And, and I'm more than happy to get it. Right. I got big shoulders and I'm laughing all the way uh, home at this point. Right. Because, you know, it it's crazy to me that these companies want to keep down Natalie Pacini, Morgan, Sierra, Kyle, you know, and it's not even just the big companies keeping people down. It's, it's 
small companies not understanding the importance of developing the individual at the organization, right? For me, it's my responsibility to develop the Sabre brand. It's not Kyle's responsibility. It's not Morgan's responsibility. It's not Russell's responsibility. It's not Natalie's responsibility. That's on me. But my responsibility is to give the power back to the individual because I was a real estate broker that was kept down by more senior level people 20 years ago when I started in the, in the industry that had to go on draw after just losing my mom and figure out how the hell to dig out from that very deep hole that became six figures very fast and get creative and nimble to do that. And that's why I wake up every day on a mission to change our industry. And it's, it's just crazy to me, man. It's, it's, it's very bizarre that companies can operate that way still today. Casey, keep up the great work. We should connect offline. Paul, you've been waiting patiently. What's up, man? How's it going, everyone? I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Good, good. I want to, uh, you know, wish everyone, number one, happy St. Patrick's Day to all. And uh, as a former uh, on-premise director at Heineken, uh, maybe it's my age, but I can say that I much prefer uh, having a coffee and uh, jumping on Clubhouse and talking about business with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do enjoy the war stories coming in, though. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to kind of pop in. Um, it's been a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a good, uh, a good, good little stretch. I'm happy to uh, say and share with you guys that I was able to uh, gain my first listing by sending a landlord a link to my Instagram from uh, some other things in hell marketing spaces. Um, and that's been, uh, been really great. So uh, that, was a, that was a huge development for me um, and just kind of, you know, a good, uh, I guess, uh, just testimony that this is working. And um, so appreciate all, you know, everything you guys have been uh, doing in terms of sharing resources. Um, and it's, you know, um, the proof is in the pudding, right? So, so that's been great. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's funny, Jay, I heard you say, uh, speaking earlier. Um, I was actually a little bit late to jump on because I was on the, uh, on the phone with my new videographer, content creator um, about, um, you know, launching a vlog and uh, we're going to start pretty soon. And as soon as I, I hung up, I was like, shit, I got to get like a few more miles in this week um, if I'm going to be on camera. So, um, so I just thought uh, that was pretty, pretty on point there. So I'm um, excited. Hope you guys, everyone in the room, um, you know, will, uh, will follow me along on my journey kind of, uh, as we go through Manhattan and this whole rebuild process, uh, we luckily are very busy. Um, and, um, it's going to be cool. We have, a, I have a lot of good ideas. I've been storyboarding for a few months now and, uh, yeah, going to hit the ground running. So, um, yeah, just wanted to come in, jump in, say hi, and, uh, you know, appreciate everything that's going on and, uh, you know, you guys are uh, sharing kind of best practices and everything. And, uh, it's all on point and going in the right direction. So, Paul, very yeah, man. for you. I'm happy that you're you're jumping in. Uh, the water's warm and <laughs> thank you. Amazing. It, you're gonna experience amazing things over the next 24 months uh, as a result of you know putting yourself out there. And it's trust me, the the, the positives are are going to outweigh the negatives. And what you're gonna realize the most is the like-minded people that want to help you win are going to come out of the woodworks and they're going to be people that use social media heavily like myself, Kyle, and I see Natalie up here. We're going to root you on and we're going to pull you up as yeah, a person, push you down and try to keep you down like a lot of the traditional folks that don't get it because they live in a scarcity mindset as opposed to an abundance mindset. There's enough to go around people. Yeah, if man. you root for people to win, guess what? 
you're going to be happier and you're going to win yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. And then, you know, that's why I appreciate this group so much. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, it just kind of, I think is, uh, um, speaks to the power of clubhouse in this community that, that, that's here that I, 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 I was like, I, I miss my, I miss the talking to the, you know, talking to the, the homies, um, yeah. about uh, what's going on in my life and whatnot and, and what I'm, I'm, what I'm working to. So I appreciate the support so much and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun ride for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, um, this is where this industry is certainly going and I'm happy to, uh, to kind of hopefully be, um, you know, get up to your guys level and a forefront in it. So, um, excited. Uh, we're going to help in any way, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Miles. Well, Paul, Paul, Paul was interesting because he's kind of been like here for this, this whole time. Like he's kind of like been since we've been doing this room. So it's, it's exciting to hear that you're kind of jumping in there and, and doing this stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm a firm believer in, uh, you know, if you don't invest in yourself, uh, no one else will. So I, uh, you know, going all in chips on the table and uh, believe what I'm doing in myself. And, uh, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the only way I think to, to go about it. Right. You got to take big risks uh, in this world to get to where you want to be. So I, I, I want to invest in you too, Paul. So I'll I appreciate something. that. For sure. Miles, let's go. Miles, what's going on? Hey guys, can you hear me clearly? Loud. Yeah, we got you. Okay, hold on. I'm going to get up on my soapbox right now. Let's Please go. do. Jason, everything you're saying is so on point, man. I can tell you, I was just in a situation like this. You know, I, I'm in a new position now that I'm really enjoying, but I was in the traditional firm. It was traditional in every sense of the word. They weren't pushing personal branding. They weren't pushing technology. And I will say that now with the advent of of these social media platforms and, and, and the platform that we're given to brand ourselves and connect with others in addition to, you know, the rapidly changing property technology uh, sector, the gap can get bridged much faster than, you know, uh, me, the 33-year-old and the 60-year-old, you know, senior vice president at uh, Jones Lang LaSalle. Uh, and, you know, I watched uh, for months guys like Eddie Gonzalez and Gabe and you guys and uh, Barry and Beth. And I said, you know, this this could be me. I got to get on this. Uh, I, I have to grow my brand. I have to grow my connections. Uh, it, it looks fun. It, it looks like the contemporary way of, of doing things and and maximizing your your presence in this uh, in this profession of ours. So, I, you know, I just when you talk, Jay, I feel like it's it's everything that rolls around in my head. Uh, recently, I hired a social media strategist. She's a, a young 23 year old with a master's degree in digital marketing. She's helping me revamp everything. I'm walking around with a little micro notebook that I write all my social media content down in and I'm having a blast doing it. I connected with Natalie on the phone last week. We've started talking, and uh, you know, I, I, I think the message that you guys are putting out there, and I think you sharing your experience with us, um, and and helping uh, you know lift everybody up, as you said. And uh, Jay, when you come down to Florida, man, I'd love to have you here in Plantation. We have 130,000 square feet at our Lifestyle Mixed Use Center here. I'd love for you to see it and just meet you. I don't know how packed your schedule is, but uh, it would be great. So uh, that's that's what I would say. Thanks, guys and girls. Yeah, for sure, Miles. We'll we'll I'll, I'll connect with you, and we'll definitely link up. 
for sure. And uh, first off, I, I just want to let you know that, you know, it, mean, it means the world to any, any positive feedback that, that we get is, is tremendous. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart because, you know, we're truly in this to help people become better versions of themselves. And when I talk about what Sabre does, it's like I'm in the human development business. Uh, and we also happen to do real estate and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm not just saying that to like sound cool and like to, to hope that it resonates with, you know, with people and to make more money and to, you know, do everything that, that CEOs of companies in the commercial real estate space uh, typically focus on. I'm saying it because that's how I feel and that's how I roll. And anybody around me knows that because when I'm trying to help them, regardless of what it may do for me in return, it's evident. And, you know, Miles, I give you uh, a lot of a lot of respect for uh, understanding, you know, that the world has changed. It's not changing. Like, it's changed, man. Like, I'm at this five years. It's not like I'm at this two years and I got lucky a year before a pandemic hit. It's five years, day in, day out, every hour that I'm awake doing this shit. And I'm going to make sure, Miles, that... You know, regardless of what company you work for, you're going to be a better broker that's able to service your clients better and and hopefully just do better in life because that's what makes me tick. Yeah, I love that. The human development business. And, and I feel that more than ever in our business right now. And um, so uh, just just really appreciate, you know, seeing all the content, you, Kyle, Doug, Natalie, Eddie, Beth. I, it's great. And we're, we're still in our infancy. You know, I think there is just so much more runway for brokers to be active on, on social media. And uh, it translates to more business. It translates to more fulfillment uh, as a person uh, to do this stuff and, and just be fearless. So uh, thanks for the time, guys, and uh, the time to speak here. Yeah, man. I'll connect with Natalie and I will connect with you and we'll, we'll uh, get together and, 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 and film, film some content. Let's do it. That's awesome. Excellent. What's up? Speaking of Natalie, she, she, we were talking, we were texting as this room got started here and I was like, you got to mention that. That's a great point. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll mention yeah. it. You convinced me. You guys got me all fired up. <laughs> Um, first of all, Miles, it was great connecting with you last week, and I still look forward to continuing. I love when people reach out and uh, they get so fired up and they're ready to start doing things themselves. It's awesome. But I just wanted to share a little bit of my journey because I think we talked a little bit last week about this, but so much of putting yourself out there is psychology. So I had to accept um, in myself through a lot of therapy that I'm allowed to be creative and it's okay. And I've always like tried to make myself this very successful person. And I always thought that meant very corporate. And so I always like muted these sides of myself to kind of fit this mold. And I don't know if it was like companies that I was with or society or whatever it was, but uh, long story short, I started being more creative in the art scheme um, in my downtime. And I'm actually very into makeup. And so at the beginning of quarantine, I almost started a YouTube channel of like makeup. And I was like, ah, no one's going to watch that. It's dumb. Like, what if my real estate people find it? Like, what will they think? And I had this whole, like, breakdown about it, so I, I never did it. But 
like for the digital army takeover last week, I did like teal eyeballs and I have green ones on right now. It's just who I am. And I had to accept that side of myself. It's, you know, that's a big part. It's, it's listen at the end of the day, you know, and and when you said that, you know, I felt the same way, like you brought me back to a time in my life, you know, working at a company that, you know, I had to show up a certain way and, you know, I'd get kind of, you know, it was an office driven company and I'd show up, you know, in my, at the time I, I would show up in jeans, you know, a button down shirt and like, you know, sneakers, not like Jordan ones or like anything, you know, that's a little bit more street, but like, you know, maybe like vans or something like low top vans. And I would still be like, you know, people would be like, Oh my God, Jay, like you're wearing jeans to the office. And I just realized at a certain stage of my life, when I hit a certain age, I was like, what's the point of this? Like, (laughs) like I'm dreading, (laughs) I'm literally dreading. I'm a top producer and I'm dreading going to the office because I have jeans on. This is a fucking problem. I was told, I was told that I had to, um, if I wasn't going to wear a tie, I had to keep it in my drawer just in case. I mean, think how crazy that is. Like, here we are. I mean, the team that I was on did enough business to justify probably doing really whatever we wanted. But I had to keep a, dr- a tie in my drawer to look professional to somebody from the outside. Like, I don't know. I, it just seems so crazy. It seemed crazy then. It seems like I'm talking about like an episode of Mad Men uh, when I say it out loud now. Yeah, by the way, Kyle, because when you're touring around, you know, Christian Padroni from, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the food network, like he wants his broker to be in a tie showing him spaces. Right. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. And you know what? We tried to make that argument. They're like, and to, this is to the point, man. They were like, it's not about you. It's about <laughs> who you represent. All right. Well, we could talk about this forever. And we have two ladies on the stage that I want to get to. I have a hard stop at 11. I have a, a meeting that I have to jump into. So Morgan, what's up? Hi, yes, I just wanted to chime in um, earlier about uh, brokers not allowing you to develop your own personal brand. Um, And that reminded me of when my broker had fired or our marketing person had actually quit. And my broker had asked me to take over the company's social media and I was thinking to myself, well, I mean, that's a full-time job in itself. You want me to do that for the company and then, you know, have my own as well. And it was just, it was, it was funny because I wasn't doing anything with the company, um, the company social. And he had brought up like, oh, well, you're getting so ahead of, of the company with your social media you know, our, our companies is, is lagging, is, is, is getting behind. Yeah. Because you're responsible. That's so wild. Yeah. And I was like, and I was just thinking to myself, well, that's not my job. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not a marketing person for the company. And, and if, if you want me to do that, you better pay me. You know what I mean? But I just thought that was super funny because of, because he said that and he wanted me to do that and that wasn't my job and and you know it does take a lot of time to 
create content and a lot of thought and the personal brand is, is the most important too, when it comes to, you know, yourself and marketing yourself and everything else. Um, but yeah. And then also going on what y'all were saying about dressing a certain way, (laughs) you know, of course, you know, you have to dress, you know, dress to look nice. You know what I mean? But being in this, in this, I guess, idea of having to look super professional as far as wearing a suit and tie slacks and, and, and suits and all that. It's just, I've never been that kind of person to, to dress that way. You know what I mean? If I want to wear jeans, I want to wear jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I, not, not so, uh, not such a crazy concept. Um, but it, you know, look again, it's just bizarre that, you know, companies are not creating a space that's conducive to the types of people that they actually want to work, uh, alongside of. And, you know, like if I, if if I was telling Georgie's gallerinas that he can't wear, you know, uh, can't wear his Jordan ones and, you know, uh, a, 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 a sweatsuit, you know, on a day that he's, uh, in the office grinding it out. Like, why would I, why would I want to push away people that are creative, interesting, have unique personalities and march to the beat of their own drum? Like that, those people inspire me. Like, you know, the vanilla thing is just, uh, you know, we're way more creative than that. If we want to be really good at what we do, we have to be more creative than that. Before we move on to Michelle in the spirit of time, I just want to add that it's so funny to me that believe that social media is an afterthought, which is why they typically say, oh, let's just get an intern to handle our social media. It's it's like insulting. It's like, guys, you don't realize Mm -hmm. that you're actually putting your social media front and center because that's going to really determine the success and growth of your organization and attraction of talent. And I can go on forever talking about it, but instead they're just going to keep operating the same way and everybody's going to come to Sabre. So it is what it is. Wow, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that, why do you want to stymie somebody if you generally hire them for their, you know, in the restaurant business, we said we hire the personality and train the skill. And if you can bring that personality, it allows you to do your work better. Right? The, the stymie that is, is, is uh, seems silly. And Morgan, uh, we're super happy that you, uh, you joined us, you know, recently. And, and we hope that you kind of see the difference and, um, you know, that in, in, in several months you'll, uh, you'll, you know, be happy to share your thoughts with people just to help them on. Now, again, this isn't about, this isn't a saber thing. It's just a, I want people to realize that there's a better way and they don't need to feel like they have to do things a certain way. Cause it's always been done that way. Like that's what this is about. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And you know, it's, it's all about getting into, and, and that's the thing is, you need to have your social, your digital marketing on point, your social, because that online presence is huge. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Morgan. Michelle, how are you? Welcome to the stage. Uh, good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. 
My name is Michelle Benton. I'm located here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm an owner broker of Stonehouse Realty. And um, developing my personal brand has been going on for even before I became a broker. So um, I always I went to big companies before in the past. And my last two brokers, uh, they were very lax as far as um, not lax. You know, of course, we follow the rules of the commission. But, you know, as far as, you know, my dressing, how I present myself and me branding myself. So I was fine with that as long as their logo was attached to me. Hey, that's not a problem, you know. But now since I have my own uh, real estate firm. Um, I carried my brand with me as far as my, as far as my email address. So for example, my Instagram is find my new house 007. And I've always had that email find my new house 007 at iCloud.com. I still keep that email, even though I do have my own brokerage firm, but I use my brokerage email also. So I'm slowly transitioning. Number two, as far as branding myself, um, you know, I send out my, I send out my postcards, but I still keep that find my new house period because people know me by that. So as I transition, I'm still carrying that with me until I can phase it out. As far as dressing and presenting myself, I walk around in my J's, okay? I meet my clients. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you, I meet my clients. I have my J's on. I'm very, you know, I, I, I have my great um, blinged out name tag. But when I hit closing, oh, I'm sharp. So it just all depends on the person and, you know, the type of client. Some clients don't want you coming up all stuffy because you kind of might make them feel bad. But if you stay true to yourself and authentic, then there shouldn't be a problem with your dress. As long as you, um, you know, you have that trust and, you know, you you are following the fiduciary responsibility for your client, you're fine. My investors, now I'll go in some jeans and my Tims out the back of the car, but it just all depends. You know, I, I treat everyone fair and I'm just so blessed and happy that, you know, my brokerage firm has been up and running now for three months. Um, I have almost... I have for M in inventory and now, you know, I'm starting my email campaign with Stonehouse Realty. And so, you know, I'm just happy. You know, anybody can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. So right now I don't have any agents underneath me because I'm building my foundation. But when my agents come along, I would like for them to present them with a nice package, uh, a T-shirt or a button down with the logo on it, things of that nature. Because we still want to brand our company, but we still need to make sure that your agents have their individuality. So as far as my uh, digital marketing is concerned, I run that myself. I, you know, give business tips, but also funny little videos. And believe it or not, I have gotten... Uh, most, not most, but, you know, I've gotten, you know, referrals from that. So it's, it just all depends on how you want to get down, but I love it here in a broker world. <laughs> Michelle, I, you That's know, how you this, do it. yeah, what a refreshing, uh, and, and great way to kind of end this, uh, this discussion here in this room, because, you know, everything that you said is really relevant to, to the folks that are in this room and you're in the residential space, which has embraced, uh, you know, I think uh, allowing folks to develop a personal brand for a lot longer than the commercial space. So we're still trying to catch up even to residential. But I love the fact that you said, you know, first off, 
the everything that you said made me want to get to know you as a human, right? And that's what this is about. <laughs> Thank you. Today, when you cut through everything else, that's what the, it's relationship building. And you could build real relationships through social media. And that's what we're doing all day, every day. And if you show up and you're professional and you have other people's best interests in mind, it shouldn't matter if you're dressed in a certain type of way, uh, as long as it's presentable and obviously, you know, uh, you're you're again professional at the end of the day so kyle take us out of here man. that's I'm- it you're out all right guys uh- thanks for joining us this week we uh i like this conversation as we i feel like i could keep going but we all got can uh, keep going other keep things to do. i love you guys i gotta jump kyle keep Later, doing brother have a good day um so that's it guys uh check us out next week we'll be back here 10 o'clock uh make sure you give everybody in the room a follow it's kind of how we build this community and uh i'll see you guys on social Later.